Hey everyone, this is Johnny Martinez, pastor of Restoration Church, and welcome to our podcast. We hope this podcast inspires you and encourages you as you seek to follow Jesus. We hope you enjoy the sermon. All right, good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, will you turn with me to Mark chapter 4? Mark chapter 4. We're going to continue in our series here in the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 4. Today we're going to be looking at verses 21 through 25. Uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 21 through 25. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm super excited about uh, the one-year anniversary of Restoration Church. Man, God has been faithful. He has been good. He's provided. And uh, it's going to be a really fun service, like, like Christina said. Uh, it's going to be a family service. Uh, we just want everyone to be a part of this service. We don't want anybody to miss out. Uh, we're going to keep it very short. We're going to keep it very uh, celebratory. And we're also going to have a coffee truck. Come on, anybody excited about a coffee truck? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Awesome. And uh, I'm excited about that. So I'm going to order as many coffee cups. I'm going to be super wired that day. So it's going to be really fun. Uh, we're going to have uh, some fun stuff planned for that day. Uh, some uh, snacks and stuff, things, some, some sweets to eat after uh, our service. So it's going to be really, really fun. So make sure that you are here to celebrate. Okay, uh, so Mark chapter 4, 21 through 25, I titled the message today, The Lamp and the Light. The Lamp and the Light. And so uh, Jesus, prior to this, he has been teaching in parables. He taught uh, the crowd uh, in parables, and he, he had this parable that he taught the crowd, um, but he didn't explain what the parable meant. Uh, so then after he taught the crowd in that parable, he then t- explained the meaning of the parable to a small group of uh, followers that included his 12 uh, disciples. And the parable was the one that the, the message that we talked about last week about the parable of the soils. Uh, really, the parable of the soils is everyone's response to the word of God. There's different responses to the word of God and to God's word. Uh, So um, today we're going to continue, Jesus is going to continue to teach this small group of believers. He's going to continue to teach them in a different parable. He's going to use the parable of of a lamp. Uh, The lamp in this context, in our context, represents the believer and the light represents uh, you know, the word of God, the message of God, the gospel, the message of the kingdom. Uh, in the prior parable, it was the seed. Now it's the light. Um, and so really, that's what Jesus is going to be focusing on is the lamp and the light. Now, I want, I really think it's important for us to understand one thing about this passage today. Last week was all about our response to the word of God. Okay, the, the different responses to the word of God. Now, this week is going to be our responsibility once we receive the word of God, right? Like the only soil from last week that really received the word of God was the good soil. So now Jesus is saying, hey, those who have good soil and received the seed, received the word of God, accepted it, embraced it, received it. Now, what is the responsibility of that person to do with the word of God? Uh, It's really going to be a message uh, of stewardship and management and not really about our finances. You know, when we think about stewardship and management, we always always think about finances. But it's going to be a message of stewardship, stewarding 
the divine revelation that God has given us. What are we doing with it and what is our response to it? So we go from response to our relationship, our responsibility to the word of God. So here, if you have your Bibles, uh, let's read together. Verse 21, it says, And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we were worshiping you today, God of the Father, God of the Son, and God of the Spirit, the triune God, we come before you and we just ask you to lead us. We ask you to guide us. We ask that the power of your Spirit and the guidance of your Spirit, you would illuminate our hearts, that you would illuminate this text, that you would help us truly understand this text so we can live it out. God, I pray that you would continue to lead us in our study to be more and more like you. God, help us be good stewards of this divine revelation that you've given us, your word, the message of the kingdom, the message of the gospel. God, help us. We want to steward it well. We want to be good managers of the good things you've deposited into our lives. We thank you when you lead us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, as Daniel was saying earlier, uh, 20, you know, the, the beginning of the year is a time for New Year's resolutions and goals and things like that. And, and I like to do that, too. Uh, I actually like to set goals every quarter. I'm more of a quarter guy uh, because I know if I set year-long goals, it's just, you know, things change during the year. But I like to set goals quarter by quarter. And uh, one of the things that I really wanted to do different uh, this year was to be a good steward. I believe that God has given, blessed me with so much in my life, and I just want to be a good steward of the resources that God has blessed me with, the good things that he has given me. I want to be a better steward of my time. Like We can't buy more time, we can't make more time, and, and time is limited here on earth, and I want to be a better steward of my time, the time that God has given me. Uh, I want to be a better steward of my marriage. Uh, the second most important relationship in my life is my marriage. I love my wife to death, and I want to be able to steward her well, manage our household well, because uh, it's very important to me, um, you know, and, and to love her and care for her. I want to steward my relationships, uh, my friendships, the people at church, uh, uh, just any any relationships that I have. I want to be a better friend, a better steward of those relationships. I want to be a, a better steward of my finances, because finances are important, and we could glorify God with our finances. So I want to be a better steward and manager of that as well. And like Daniel said, I want to be a better steward of my health. Uh, so far, I've stuck to my diet so far. I've only ate a couple of airheads. Okay, I've, I love airheads. I've ate a couple of airheads. They're in my garage. And every time I go into my house, I'll probably like eat one, you know, but I'm under my calories. So I'm good. I'm good there. So I want to be a better steward of my health. But as I was really looking at this passage today, God really challenged me. And he said, Johnny, I, I really challenge you to be a better steward of my word, to be a better steward of this divine revelation that he has given me and that every believer has. 
uh, this light inside of us, uh, you know, the light of the gospel, the light of the message of the kingdom of God that is inside of us. I want you to be a better steward of what you know. You see, uh, it's good to know things. And, it, and, I, and I believe that the more we know the word of God, the more we know his divine revelation, the more responsibility we have because we know more and the bigger the impact that we can have because we know more of the word of God. Uh, and so I believe really God has been challenging me and, and saying, hey, you, you know the scriptures and you're still growing in the scriptures, but what are you doing with what you know? Are you being a good steward with, with the things that you know and understand and the insights that you have? Like, how are they really playing out in your life? How is the word of God, the light, really playing out in your life? Because I don't know about you, but have you ever sat in a church service for maybe years on end or months or whatever, and you've heard message after message after message after message, and then you kind of don't do anything about it. Anybody ever, anybody ever do that? Come on, come on. I've taught those things. I've taught the messages at times, and I don't do anything about it. And so, you know, we get in a routine maybe. We kind of, we got to get in a routine, and we hear messages, and we study our, the, the, the Bible on our own, or we hear podcasts, and we're having all of this information in, and a lot of times, we kind of don't do anything with it, right? Like we're kind of like dead ends or cul-de-sacs, right? Like we bring in all this word, all this information from sermons and books and commentaries and podcasts and all these things. And then what do we do with that? Like what do we do with that? How are we stewarding all of that that, that God has given us? And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about this in this way, today's message in this way. You have a spiritual bank account. Okay, a spiritual bank account. And every time you hear a sermon or listen to a sermon or every time you read the scriptures or do your devotional, uh, you, you are depositing something into your spiritual bank account. Every time you go to a small group and you learn something, you're depositing something into your spiritual bank account. Every time you have a conversation with someone, you're making a deposit into your spiritual bank account. And that's how we kind of, I want you to look at it like that, that you are depositing certain things into your spiritual bank account. And the question then is, how are you stewarding or how are you managing what is in your spiritual bank account. You see, a lot of times, many of us are very, uh, we, 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 we focus a lot on, on managing our, our physical and earthly resources, our financial resources, being on budget, make sure we're not you know, overspending or whatever. But what about the spiritual bank account that you and I have? Like, what about the spiritual resources that you and I have that God has given us in our lives, primarily through the word of God. So every time you hear a sermon, every Sunday you come in, there's a deposit in your spiritual bank account. The question is, are you being a good steward with what you have been learning? Are you being a good steward and managing those resources that God has given into your life? Now, if you're, you know, if you're anything like me, you're probably asking, well, how can I be a good steward then? Like, how can I be a good steward of the resources that God has given me? How can I be a good steward of the light that is in me, of the word of God, the divine revelation in me? Well, I'm glad you asked because that's what Jesus uh, answers for us in this passage. And here's what I wanna do. I wanna go through this passage and at the very end, I wanna point out a few things of what this passage means to us. If you have your Bibles, turn to uh, verse 21. We'll kind of go through it and at the very end, I'll see what this passage says for us. Verse 21, it says, and he said to them, 
Uh, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? So again, the them here refers to that small group of believers that Jesus has been speaking to for a while. And he, and he says, hey, is, is a lamp brought in and, and put under a basket or, or a bowl or a bed and not a stand? And so this lamp that Jesus is referring to was, this, was a little clay lamp. And it was filled with oil, and it was placed in, in, in the primary and prominent place in the house so it can, um, uh, it can light up the entire house. Um, and so that's what the lamp would do. And so a uh, lamp was a very essential part in that culture because they didn't have electricity, they didn't have anything like that. So this lamp was very, very important. So Jesus says, hey, you know, do you take a lamp? Do you bring a lamp into your house and put it under a bowl or do you put it under a bed? I mean, anybody who would do that would misuse the lamp, right? Like the lamp is not intended to be put under a bed or to be put under a bowl or a basket. A basket would cover the lamp and it would extinguish its flame. Uh, the bed would cover the lamp and again would extinguish the flame there. And so a lamp doesn't belong under a bowl or a basket. A lamp doesn't belong under a bed. Uh, a lamp belongs in the center of a home so it could light up the entire home. A lamp was created to give light and not to be covered by darkness. Verse 22, it says, For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. Now, what is what in the world is Jesus talking about here? Like, secret, it's secret, but yet it's coming to light, so then it's not a secret. Like, what is, what is Jesus talking about here? I think what Jesus is talking about here is this, that in the, when he's speaking to the crowds, he's speaking to them in parables and stories. But then when he's with the 12, when he's with a small group of people, he, he's explaining the meaning of these parables in secret. And so what Jesus is teaching and, 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 and telling his small group of believers in secret is now getting ready to go public. What Jesus has revealed to his small group of believers is ready to go public. This is a secret that is not to be kept secret. This is a secret that is going to go public and must now be proclaimed to all the world it's a secret that must go out into a dark, dark world. So Jesus' followers must shine their light. They must not be hidden under a bowl or a basket or a bed, but must go now and proclaim in public what they have heard in secret to shine their light in a dark, dark world. And we see in verse 23, he says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. I mean, Jesus, Jesus is essentially saying, hey, listen up. Like what, I'm what I'm telling you right now is important. Pay attention to what I'm, I'm telling you. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. It also means this. If you truly hear me, then you will obey me. And if you don't obey me, then you truly didn't hear me. Because in the scriptures, to hear is to obey God. And so Jesus is saying, hey, if you truly hear me, what I'm saying to you, like your life's going to change. You're going to do something different. You're going to go shine your light. You're not going to hide the light. You're not going to hide the message of the gospel. Verse 24, it says, and he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. 
With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. Now, this is very, very interesting. Notice what Jesus says. He says, pay attention to what you hear. He says, pay attention to what you hear. The word attention means to give thought, to consider, to make note. Essentially, Jesus is saying, hey, be careful to what teaching you are listening to. Be careful what type of preaching you sit under. Be careful what type of preaching you're listening to online or on some podcast. I truly believe that where a person goes to church matters. Where the true message of the gospel is being preached matters. Where the message comes from the word of God, his divine revelation matters. And so Jesus is saying, hey, pay attention. Consider what you're bringing in because what you bring in usually also goes out. So make sure what you bring in is the truth of the gospel, is the real gospel, is the light of the gospel. Is it the truth of scripture that will make, it's the truth of scripture that will make your light shine even brighter. And it's man's opinion that will eventually dim your light. Jesus says, hey, be careful what you pay attention to. And not only does he say, be be careful what you pay attention to, like what you hear, but he also says how much you hear. He says how much you hear matters. He says, measure, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added. What does that mean? What is Jesus trying to say here in this verse? He's saying this. Let me simplify it. He says, the more you hear and pursue truth, you will benefit from it. The more you hear the word of God, the more you sit under the preaching of the word of God, the more you pursue God, pursue truth, you will benefit from it. You get back what you put in, plus more. He says, and still more will be added to you. That's what, that, that's what Jesus is trying to say. It's kind of like a 401k, right? Like maybe some of you guys have those at work. You're adding money into your monthly or weekly or biweekly adding money so that when you cash out, you have more than what you put in. That's what Jesus is saying. The more you listen to scripture, the more that you sit under preaching, the more that you're studying God's word, the more that you are genuinely pursuing his divine revelation, man, the more you're going to get out of it, the more you will get out of it. The more understanding you will have, the more insight you will have, the more revelation you will have, uh, the more love for God and the more love for people you will have, the more joy you will have, the more hope you will have, the more you will have. If you pursue it with all of your hearts. Now, I want to make something clear when I mentioned that you will have more insight and more revelation. I don't mean by that new revelation. Uh, there's no such thing as new revelation. God is done speaking in the terms that he spoke to the prophets and, and the apostles. There's no such thing as new revelation, like God directly giving a specific revelation like in the scriptures or thus says the Lord, like a direct command from God. That has completely stopped. Let me, let me, just, let me just quote some scriptures to you. Hebrews chapter one, verse one through two says, long ago, at many in many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, 
whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created. So, so the, the author of Hebrews is saying, hey, in the Old Testament, you know, God spoke through the prophets. In the New Testament, he spoke through the apostles. But when Jesus came, I mean, that was it. There was, he is the final revelation. There's no more revelation that needs to come forth. There's no more revelation that needs to be added. He is the final and full revelation of God himself. Jude 3, beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about, your, about, about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once, once, for all delivered to the saints. The nature of the Christian faith has been delivered once, once. There has been one revelation of the Christian faith. There is no further revelations of the Christian faith to be added to the scriptures here. Revelation 22, 18 through 19. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life in the holy city, which are described in this book, that you can't add or take away from the scriptures. There's no new revelation. So when I mean more revelation, I mean more insight, more understanding of what's already here, like of what God has already said. More revelation, more insight, more understanding, more growth, more love for God, more love for people. And I've seen that happen. And I've seen this happen in my own home. And it ain't me, let me tell you that. It's my wife. Over the past year, I've seen Christina grow like never before. Man, and it's like, it's like the most beautiful thing ever. Like if something, if, if I had one thing I loved about 2020 was just to see my spouse, to see my wife so passionate about the word of God, uh, just this new perspective. And honestly, it all started because Daniel um, started this class called the Fundamentals of the Faith, uh, where you kind of just go through scripture and learn a lot of the basics and dig into scripture. And I remember seeing Christina like with her Bible and her workbook, pouring into scripture, getting more out of it. And she's just sitting there crying. And I'm just like, man, this is awesome. And I've never seen her more in love with God. I've never seen her more in love with people than now. And not only that, the way she leads the women's Bible studies. You know, she pours her heart into those. She studies them. And man, she gets so much more out of them as well. Because you know that when you have to teach something, you kind of get more out of it as well, right? But man, I've seen that growth in her life. And it's so evident the more we pursue, the more we hear, the more God blesses us, and even more than what we think and imagine. Verse 25. For to the one who has more, to has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So God says, hey, if you hear and pursue truth, more will be added plus more. He says, but if you don't pursue truth, if you don't use your light, like if you squander the light, if you hide the light with your life, not only will I not give you more, but I will take away what you already have. I mean, think about that for a second. I mean, those are some pretty strong words from Jesus. Hey, that light that you have in here that, that I entrusted, that I deposit into your spiritual bank account, if you're not doing 
anything with that. Like, I'm actually not going to give you more. I'm going to take that away and give it to somebody else who is using it. Those who squander the light and hide the light lose what they have. Those who conceal the light, they will be taken away. Now, what does this passage mean to us? Two things. Two things. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Here's what it means. Conceal it and misuse it. Conceal it and misuse it. A lamp is misused when it's under a bed or under a basket or under a bowl, when it's hidden. The light of the word of God, the message of the gospel, the divine revelation is misused when we hide it, when we conceal it with our lives. The light of the true message of God is inside of us. God's word enlightens us. God's word, God's word is in us. His divine revelation is in us. And we must not hide it. We must not conceal it, but we must shine our light and use it. I love Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love that. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And the thing is that we, that light that we have in our own lives could be a light to somebody else's path if we shine it, if we spread it, if we let it go. So what you learn today, week in, week out from the scriptures, what you learn in your own devotional time, what you learn at small group, what you learn when you're listening to a sermon or a podcast, what you learn when you're having spiritual conversations, all of that you're learning is the light of God. Spread it, reveal it, share it, live it, be a good steward of it. Do not misuse it, but use it. Shine your light bright. Don't hide it under a lamp. I love what Craig Rochelle says. He says, as the world gets darker, may your light shine brighter. I just love that. As the world gets darker, may your light shine brighter. And right now, man, it's a pretty dark world out there. You know, we go into 2021, it's already getting crazy. Be a good steward of that light, of that message, of that hope, of that forgiveness, of that joy that is in you. So if you conceal it, you misuse it, but don't misuse it, just use it. Number two, conceal it and lose it. Conceal it and lose it. If you conceal it, you will lose it. The more you hear, the more you pursue truth, more will be added, plus more and some. But if you conceal the truth, you will lose it. Essentially, if you don't use it, you will lose it, right? Like if you don't use Use the scriptures, the light, what God has deposited in your life, you will lose it. I grew up um, uh, in Texas, and um, uh, Spanish was my primary language. So Spanish is my first language. It's my primary language. And when I was a little kid, uh, my mom enrolled me into, like, kindergarten or pre-K or something like that. And the teacher asked, hey, does he know, does he know English? And uh, my mom's like, yeah, he knows English. I had no, I, I did not know English at all. And she just threw me in there. And somehow by God's grace and God's mercy, 
I learned English, okay? So hallelujah. And so um, so I grew up uh, in, in El Paso, uh, and so some of my friends like to say Me- Little Mexico. I'm cool with that. It's Little Mexico. It's all good. And, and so a lot of my friends spoke Spanish. Like a lot of my friends spoke Spanish. And that's all I would speak was, was Spanish. I spoke Spanish at home. I spoke Spanish to my friends at school, whatever. Then we moved to Northwest Peoria. And I had friends who did not speak Spanish at all. Like no one spoke Spanish. And so slowly but surely, I was starting to speak less and less Spanish. My mom would talk to me in Spanish and I would respond in English. Same thing with my dad. Uh, You know, my dad would talk to me in Spanish and I would respond in English. I started using my Spanish less and less until honestly... Uh, after like a couple of years ago, like I still I couldn't really speak really good Spanish at all until like recently I started trying to really speak it and practice it. But I lost a lot of the words. I forgot a lot of the words. I spoke really weird, and so now I like to tell people I speak Spanglish, which is totally cool with me. You know, I'm cool with speaking Spanglish, but that's how I speak now. But if you don't use it, you lose it, and that's what happened with me speaking Spanish. But that's the same thing. That's the same concept in our spiritual life. If we don't use it, we will lose it. We will lose what God has revealed in our lives. We will lose that deposit, that light. He's the one that's taking it away if we don't use it. Many people want to pour into the lives of others, but there is nothing to pour out if there is nothing being poured in. Let me say that again. Many people want to pour into the lives of others, but there's nothing to pour out when there's nothing being poured in because it has been lost. We cannot give what we don't have. Many people want more truth, more understanding, more insight, more revelation with less work, less obedience, and less sacrifice. Have you ever thought about that? Like, why would God want to give you more understanding and insight when we don't do with, we don't do anything with what we know? Like, why would God give you more? Why would God give me more if we're not being good stewards of what he's, what he's already given us? Uh, I, I could bet anything on this that there's one common thing that every single pastor has heard in his, in his ministry career. Like, one thing. Like, I'll put any, any money on it that, the one past, that every single pastor has heard at least this statement once. Hey, pastor. Your teachings are just not deep enough. Your teachings are just not deep enough, and I'm just going to go to the next church where, where they just get really deep in the word. Like they teach, they teach the Greek at that church, and I'm just going to go learn Greek, the Bible in its original language. And every pastor has heard of that at some point or another. You know, I, I just respond like, hey, go ahead. That's totally cool. You know, whatever. How do I really want to respond? That's another thing, right? I want to respond with, you know what? You want to learn the Greek, but you can't live out the English. That's how I wish I could respond, but I don't. We want more understanding, more revelation, more, more, more. What are we doing with the simple, simple truths that God has given us? Love people, be gracious, be joyful, forgive, encourage. Those simple things, what are we doing? you don't use it, you will lose it. Those who take the time and energy to hear and accept and respond to the message of the kingdom will receive back their investment and even more. 
Don't lose it, church. Gain it. Pursue Christ. Pursue the word of God. Manage what he has given you, what you know. Be a good steward of what he has given you. If I could summarize this, this entire message into one simple statement. If there's one thing that I just want you to remember, if you're going to remember anything from today, I want you to remember this. Don't conceal, reveal. It's that simple. That's what the message was about. Don't conceal, reveal. Don't conceal the truth in your life. Don't conceal the light in your life. Don't conceal his divine revelation. Don't put his word under a lamp under or under a bowl, under a basket, under a bed. Don't conceal it. Reveal it. Reveal it with your life, the way you live, the way you love. Reveal it with your lips, the way you talk, the way you encourage. Don't conceal. Reveal. Final question for today. Why? Why should we reveal? Why should we truly live out what we know, the insight and understanding we have? Matthew chapter 5, 14 and 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Why do we reveal the light? Why? The glory of God and the grace of God. The glory of God and the grace of God. So that when people see your life, it points them to God. That God gets the glory. That God gets the praise. That God gets the recognition. That his name is lifted up and magnified and honored. We were created for the glory of of God and to behold the glory of God and to point others to the glory of God. Why? So they could experience the grace of God. That's why. That's why we should reveal and not conceal. So, as Jesus says in this passage, he who has ears to hear, let them hear. I want to say that to you today. If you have ears today, may you hear. May you hear what was brought forth in this word. May you hear what was brought forth in this message. May you obey it. May you pursue it. May you shine your light so bright in this dark, dark world. Don't conceal, reveal. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your divine revelation. We thank you that you have entrusted us with the message of the gospel, with the message of light. And God, a lot of times we could just have a routine, go to church, listen to a sermon, walk out, and a lot of times nothing changes. But God, I pray today that by the power of your spirit, we would take what we learned today and what everything we've learned previously, God, and shine it, and shine it bright. That we would not be lamps under a basket or lamps under a bed, but that we would be lamps who are on a stand shining your light for all to see. 
that we, that we would be lamps shining our light in a dark, dark world. God, help us be good stewards of the word that you have given to us. Help us manage it well. And God, add more. Add more insight to us, more understanding, more revelation, more joy, more hope, more love for you, more love for people, more and more. God, we thank you. Pray that as we enter 2021, God, it's already started pretty shaky. And you're looking for people to represent you. You're looking for people who are going to shine their light so that people can look up to you, see your glory, and experience your grace. God, help us. Help us be good stewards. God, I pray if there's anyone here today or watching online that has heard this message or maybe down the road might hear this message, that you would speak to them, that you would draw them close to you, God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them right now. They would hear you, that they would respond with repentance and faith in you, Jesus, because you alone have the key for eternal life. God, we thank you. We praise you. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. If you feel led to give, please use the link below as we seek to make a difference in people's lives. Also, please make sure to share this with your family and your friends. Again, thank you so much for listening.